0: Well, we are going to take a trip down memory lane and then take a left on Sesame Street here on the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk one oh seven one. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. And uh, and, uh, sad news over the weekend.
1: Yeah, we learned, of course, that Bob from Sesame Street passed. And, um, well, you know, anytime somebody we loved, I don't know, growing up as a child or watching their work over the years is sad. But I, I just it made me think of all of the wonderful human characters on Sesame Street, some of whom we've already lost, but some who are still with us that were as, you know, frankly, enjoyable to experience as some of the puppet characters, right? But in a weird way, I think we take the human ones for granted.
0: Oh, we, because you almost forget that there were real human characters because you were so enamored with all the puppets. But you're right. There's like a comfort that came along with some of those human
2: Sesame Street. Now, Holly, did you grow up on Sesame Street? I did not. Okay. However, Sesame Street has always been in the children's television atmosphere. Yes.
1: Yeah, like you have pop culture references.
2: Well, and it wasn't a destination watch for me, but, you know, always enjoy it when you see it. It was when,
0: when we were young, it was literally almost all we had. It was like Sesame Street...
1: The Electric Company. The Electric
0: Company, Mr. Rogers.
1: And I had, you know, we had cable uh, when I was a kid. And so I had some Nickelodeon love. Things like Mm -hmm. The Great Space Coaster. The Great Space Coaster, get on board. Um, It's a great song. But, yeah, for the most part and for my early childhood, certainly, which Sesame Street is really designed for. Yeah. That was key.
0: So I want to... Can I take you... On a a trip down memory lane within the trip down memory lane, Yeah, of course. Because I don't know if you remember that. Well, I do know. Pulling the curtain back, I mentioned this to you off the air and you were like, I had forgotten until you said that. We actually interviewed Maria from Sesame Street on our show. Yep. Probably maybe in the second, first or second year, I think, that we were on the air. And... um. I mean, it it felt like such a huge deal because she, to us, was like a super celebrity. Oh, of course. And one of the things we talked about, and I I hope you remember some of this. So I've always had this um, fascination with the fact that there is like a very, very clear line in time of uh, people who were born before a certain time remember when Snuffleupagus was only known to... Big Bird. He
1: was basically a secret friend. Right. Which appealed to us as children. Right. Who also. Not uncommonly, have secret friends or invisible friends or imaginary friends.
0: But but he was very real to uh, to Big Bird. And then there was a time where they made Snuffleupagus known to everybody on Sesame Street. He just was there.
1: Yeah, I do remember. So for
0: us, it was like he would be there and then he would disappear, and it was kind of weird to see like a big woolly mammoth just completely disappear as soon as (laughs) another person (laughs) came around. But but there are people that I would talk to that were near our age, and I would go, "Yeah, remember when Snuffleup." was imaginary and they're like no what do you mean and they think i'm joking because there's a line of time very close to our childhood this is
1: all now i know where you're going with this okay
0: because i asked maria about that because
1: by I, the way her name is sonia manzano
0: that's right i ju- i think we just called her maria probably (laughs) I mean like we probably did anyway I asked her about about this because I'm so curious about what made them make this decision to make Snuffleupagus known to everybody and she told us the reason that they did that behind the scenes is because and this is what's so beautiful about how Sesame Street always kept the child at the center and the world of a child in front of them in order to do what they did she said we didn't want kids to think that adults or other people wouldn't believe them yep. when they told them something. Mm-hmm. And so it became important to make everybody be able to believe Big Bird.
1: Exactly. So, it was so my friend amazing. exists. Oh, does he really? Right. Yeah, you don't want that with kids. You want them to think that adults are going to believe them for a host of reasons, right? frankly.
0: But yeah, so I just that but that's again, I, I, that is a memory that I just hold because it reminds you of how important the perception of the kids always was for Sesame Street. And when you think of a person like Bob, who was on the entire run of Sesame Street. Yeah, up he until, was one of the
1: OGs. Yeah.
0: And that that was his entire career. He centered everything around this show that appealed to kids. There was very, I, I don't remember there ever being a scandal coming out of Sesame Street.
1: No. Well, well Kevin we Clash. Yeah, but, but that's, that's all. Not from our time. Right. Sesame
0: Street. Right. But everybody, you know, it just, it's rare, I think, in this day and age to have a show that like remains as pure. As Sesame Street did.
1: Exactly. And I wanted to play, if we could, Holly, and I put the link up there, one of the songs, or I would argue probably, because, again, Bob, for those of you who didn't know or just don't remember, was a music teacher. Mm -hmm. And in addition to, like, singing wonderful songs, he was dispensing advice. There's a wonderful... I would just say go read his New York Times obituary, but he, he learned sign language. There was a character who signed on the show, and he learned uh, sign language in order to communicate. Just like a, a fabulous person, but I thought we could just listen to a little bit of perhaps his most iconic song. You, know, I, you know, we were talking about all of the other human characters. You mentioned Maria. mm mm-hmm. uh, Gordon and Susan, I had dream like, I- they were a part of, like, w- weirdly, when I was a kid, I had, not, like, a nightmare about, th- and those two, like, played a role in it, I- which sounds weird, but, like, it just shows you the power of, mm-hmm. like, those characters Absolutely. on my day-to-day existence, that they would show up in my dream, and, you know, it, it just, I-, I don't know that kids have the same, and I know this is something we say a lot on the show, but I think it's true, the same universal love for a handful of people, yes, that we all began to know as we grew up.
0: it's absolutely true. I mean there's so many options of places where kids get their entertainment now that they're it it's not the same
1: which can be good right Right. like it's great that every kid can find someone for themselves but it also removes the sort of universality of the characters yeah
0: and there certainly are things that kids go bananas for that they're very excited about that you know everybody you know everybody has an episode of their life that they're into it but again because this was all we had in terms of children's programming these people to us were as important as anybody we actually knew.
1: Did your kids grow up on Sesame Street?
0: I made them watch it a few times. They were bored by it, oh. which sucks. Yeah.
2: If you want a deeper appreciation for Sesame Street, mm-hmm. I recommend the documentary Street Gang, oh, which is okay. currently streaming on HBO Max. I was
1: going to say, I bet if Holly's mentioning it, it's probably HBO Max, mm-hmm. yes. soon to be renamed...
2: Max! Max, well, Street Gang, S- Street Gang, How We Got to Sesame Street is a documentary about the making of Sesame Street, and it I love is this. quite a phenomenal story. Right, I'm going to watch it about how Sesame Street came to be and how important Sesame mm-hmm. Street I, is in the history of television. I
1: cannot. I I know it's because it's my childhood and it was such a formative time of my life that it means so much to me, but it I cannot. On uh, how I can't put into words the extent to which I think Sesame Street truly shaped my worldview.
0: Absolutely. About
1: how I see other people, how I interact with the world, my place in the world, the importance of the values that I hold dear, like the values themselves that I hold dear. Like I, I don't want to oversell it, but at the same time, I, I truly think because of what a presence it had in our life, yeah. what a ubiquity it had in our life, it really was instrumental in like how I, I still look at the world. I mean, think about. <laughs> Just the way we treat people and how they taught us to treat people.
2: Yes, and the creators of Sesame Street very aware that little kids like little Colleens and little Mm -hmm. Bradleys were watching TV and were very mm, persuaded by what television had to offer. Yes, and they wanted to put something good out in the world and look at what happened. Yeah, I know. And they did. And that's the thing
0: that I almost feel like this is a that was a time where now that is sort of lost because at some point people realized that kids were watching television and that kids also had some purchasing power via their parents, and that's when it sort of got out of hand and it became more about commerce, but but still in the purest days. It was literally Sesame Street and Mr. Rogers that were keeping kids being kids. Yeah. At the center of it. It's so beautiful. I, I'm going to watch that documentary. I also want to give you a fun fact, Bradley. Did you know that Charlotte Ray was a regular on Sesame Street? You know,
1: I feel like I've seen videos of her uh, on Sesame Street, but tell me specifically when she was on.
0: I She was on in the early 70s. And she.
1: It makes sense because that's before her spin on uh, different strokes.
0: Yep. She played Molly. And I don't know that I've ever seen her. Actually, on Sesame Street, but she indeed was a, a regular. I mean, it's on Sesame also Street. where
1: we learned about celebrities because, like, yes, it was a who's who of yes. people showing up on Sesame Street, and it was just so unpretentious and unmediated by mm-hmm. all the. Yep. Bad things in the world. Yep. Oh. I want
0: to go to there. Somebody please tell us how to get back to Sesame Street. <laughs> Can you tell us how <laughs> to get back to Sesame Street? Well, we can't do that. Because, May you rest
1: in peace, Bob. Yes, Thank you for all of the years yes, of love.
0: It's true. Uh, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, from Sesame Street to Across the Pond, we have to talk about the Royals because Bradley Trainer stands corrected uh around a conversation we had on friday true enhance we'll talk about it after this on my talk 107.1 oh well it turns out the royal rumble that we talked about on friday that we thought was completely manufactured is now peaking bradley trainer's interest on the colleen and bradley show my talk 107.1 colleen lindstrom bradley trainer hi what changed
1: okay can we listen to the trailer this we didn't do this last week it came out for the harry and Meghan netflix special that's about to be unleashed let's spare spare no this uh is that called? no
2: no this is just harry and this I is just harry, harry and, and, Meghan. and Meghan. spare oh, is the title book. of his
1: autobiography okay that's right. let's listen to the trailer
2: it's really hard to look back on it now and go what on earth happened
0: Hear
1: that? That is the sound of hearts breaking all around the world. She's
2: becoming a royal rock star. And then everything changed. There's a hierarchy of the family. You know, there's leaking, but there's also planting of stories.
1: There was a war against Meghan to suit other people's agendas.
2: It's about hatred. It's about race. It's a dirty game pain and suffering of women marrying into this institution. This feeding frenzy. I realised they're never going to protect you. I was terrified. I didn't want history to repeat itself. No one knows the full truth. We know the full truth. Ooh. So... I was reading an
1: article. (laughs) That's basically the thought that I had after I read this article. So there was this article in the Daily Beast about how Prince William is plotting to fight back over Harry and Meghan's utterly explosive Netflix documentary. And I was like, okay, I know you guys are trying really hard in the media to make us believe that these two are warring camps. I don't know how much of the personal animus between these two couples are getting mm-hmm. going to get airplay in this documentary, but I do believe that there is a war between the institution and these two because mm-hmm. at least in words, right? And frankly, for depiction in popular media, which is why they're putting out a Netflix documentary. And also if you watch The Crown, Colleen, you haven't watched The Crown I watched the first One episode. Um, But if you have watched The Crown, this is totally believable. Literally that these two, like everything they've said. Yeah. And that there's drama, not necessarily between Kate and William and they have their own place. To protect. Mm-hmm. And they have to protect the institution because he will someday be part of that. Right. But all these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, hosted the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast. Or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP
0: Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts.
1: Uh, more importantly, it's like the British institutions of both the media and the royal family, frankly, should be a little scared, I think.
0: This is going to be, I mean, the, first of all, kudos to the production company for putting together an incredibly compelling trailer. I mean, that is compelling. Yeah. Yeah. And the way it ends.
1: It's like the sixth season of the crown, um, man.
0: Ex- that's what I was thinking. I wasn't thinking that, but you're right because this is the part of the, cr- the The crown will never get to this part. Um, but that is so compelling and also ominous. Mm-hmm. And, I don't know about you but the place I immediately go to is well first of all this makes a lot of sense right that they left but then every time they make a choice to tell a little bit more it makes me wonder how much deeper the the schism between those two and and you really have to believe in something and believe in the importance of people knowing it in order yep. to go down this road because he is risking a lot in oh, terms yeah. of his well, relationship with his family. Yep. Yeah. Ooh When does that come out again?
1: Juicy the nine? I'm on
0: it. Something fifteenth. So right. When we come back on the Eighth. Colleen and Bradley show
1: December.
2: Part one is on That's the on eight. Thursday. Part yeah. two
0: is on the fifteenth. Okay, we'll be back after this to tell you about some celebrities behaving badly. We call them D-Bags after this on My Talk 1071. Celebrities and behaving badly. Family. We are here to tell you all about them on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071. Colleen Lindström Bradley trainer. Hello. And uh, we have a name for them. We call them D-Bags.
2: Mm-hmm. Presenting
0: Lord and Lady Douchebag of the day.
1: Who's your D-bag?
0: Christopher Maloney.
1: Uh, What happened to Daddy Maloney? Oh,
0: no.
2: Zaddy, Daddy
0: Maloney. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like he could have done better on this. And this actually has a local connection. I don't know if you've seen the headlines about this and maybe you didn't know. Okay. Well, he was invited to a wedding of a couple of fans. Okay. And I've got to give a high five. To these amazing, uh, this amazing couple, their names are John and Kelly. <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. And um, John and Kelly are getting married on August 26th, 2023. Yay! Congratulations, they did a full on law and order SVU invitation.
1: Oh, this is cute! It's
0: so cute in
1: our social system. The wedding of two people in love is considered especially joyous. It goes on.
0: Yeah. And uh, they took a picture of their Law and Order-themed invitation. And they sent a picture via the Twitter to Chris Maloney. They said, Chris, please come to my wedding. That's so cute. That is adorable.
1: And what did he say?
0: And do What?
1: Wait, he just responded and do what? Yeah. Oh. Uh, okay. Weird. And do what? That's a weird response.
2: I know. Ooh, you should have talked to your publicist. Uh, yep. Chris Maloney. <laughs> then
0: somebody replied to him about his reply.
1: Okay, what did they say?
0: Sir, you're going viral again.
1: Oh, and he replied ooh. to that.
0: And do you know what he wrote? Heavy sigh again. Chris, I don't I get to ask you a question. Yeah,
1: I don't understand tone in social media, no. so I'm not sure. Yeah. I don't follow her, a.k.a. him in this case. So um, am I missing something? Because otherwise it just know. seems rude.
0: I don't know. It does just seem super rude. I don't know. I don't follow him either. Um, And I did
1: they respond to his like and do what?
0: Uh, not like, that I know be of. Be a guest? I, not that I know of. I mean, it's just very. I feel sad. Oh. Um, for Kel loves orange soda. That's her. That's her handle. Her handle is Kelly Heenan. Um, and hi Kelly, if you're listening. She's if, from Minneapolis. Yeah, she's from Minneapolis. Or if anybody knows, or tell her we're talking about her. She like they did. The, it's so cute. They did this adorable thing. They like tweet it to Chris Maloney. They get his attention.
1: Oh, my God. Here's a tweet from her. Can't believe I have to say this, but the actual wedding theme is not law and That's order. Funny. That's just the save the dates. The theme is Palace of Versailles meets Rainforest Cafe, which, as I'm told, equally absurd. But trust me, there's a vision. Okay,
0: I just love her. I, can we be friends? She's great. I just think it's really sad that his reply was, and do what?
1: She said, I accidentally, she responded, I accidentally blew the budget on disco balls and peacock feathers. So do you have a camera or a makeup kit? Box cake mic mix? Box cake mix, excuse me. That's cute. So she seemed to take it in jest, but like to your point, it seems rather rude. It, it's
0: just a little not, it's not, he could have done better. You know, there are other ways to say maybe, I don't know congratulations or, or other ways to come and play yeah. if you want to
2: have witty internet banter yeah. and
0: do what is i didn't i wasn't i don't know i don't understand or
1: just respond no
0: yeah <laughs> i just i don't know no uh, just I'm, um, i've am i got
1: something but thank night. you
0: chris maloney for showing up at all i don't know
1: show up with this with no pants because he got oh, a nice oh,
0: okay. and do what fanny where are we going next? Put down a towel for him, okay? <laughs> I was
1: going to say, it's all fun and games till somebody sits down. Yeah. Okay, so, Todd and Julie Christling. Oh! Mm.
0: Yeah.
1: Remember these two? Yes. They're in prison, play. or will be soon. Yeah. But, you know, this is actually, okay, so it, this is sort of like a broad, like, D-bag designation because... It's really about a custody battle that's about to brew or is brewing and about to take place. Mm -hmm. And it's because they have specifically Todd, Todd and Julie Chrisley, by the way, Chrisley knows best. They've been sentenced to prison. They're going to prison for like years and years and years and years. However, Todd shares custody of one of his grandchildren might be his only grandchild. Hmm. I don't know how many grandkids they got. I didn't know this. And at first, I was trying to understand, like, what are the relationships here?
0: So So, it's just Todd's grandchild, not Julie's. Well, Todd is the only
1: one that shares custody of and it's probably just because they have one other person in the family. But it's the two of them. Right. Like this, they were responsible for raising this child, but he legally had custody, shared custody with his son uh well, I don't think his son had any role whatsoever, but that's why he has custody okay because the son had some abuse issues okay. drug abuse substance abuse, I think, which led him to have his rights taken away okay because he's going to prison you'd imagine he's not there to care for his yeah. for his grandchild, much less the children that he has that are not out of the house yet, and I think there's at least one mm-hmm. and so the mom of This child is like, yes, I would like to have custody of my child again. Mm -hmm. And so this just goes to this whole notion of like, these people were so careless and so thoughtless that they put the future of this child's Mm. care completely out the window so that they could scheme and, you know, make millions of dollars not thinking about what I wonder what would happen to our minor custody or our minor wards, yeah. Uh, with us being in prison, maybe we have an incentive not to break federal law 30 plus times or however many right. times it was. And so, while how I, old is the kid? 10. Her oh name is Chloe. Oh my gosh. Um, and the mom Angela she talked to TMZ and said she's in the process of getting the gears rolling again so that she can regain full custody. Apparently she's been trying to work like legally to make this happen for years. I'm like, uh, hi, Chris Lees. Could you have helped this mother restore custody of her child? You know, thanks for your service, but you guys aren't going to be able Mm. to help her once you're in prison.
0: Oh my gosh. This is really sad. I know
1: it's totally sad, but there's also an opportunity because you have this woman's mother. Yeah. Yeah capable yes and and perfectly willing to take custody again
0: okay well okay so the good news there's good news but but you're right bradley it's like the these despicable people could not even see outside of their greedy you know schemes trying to just accumulate and maintain man and like keep hold of more money and they weren't thinking about the long-term goal of like i don't know well, Raising it's like any parent responsible for
1: that's criming. What do you not think about what's going to happen yeah. if you can't be there for your kids? Yeah, what are you supposed to do? And luckily, they have an adult daughter who's going to take. I think they have one child, if I remember correctly, mm-hmm. possibly two. I think it's just one that was not of age. That she is, you know, and and will likely have custody of this child as well until. You know, the mother is able to regain custody, but like, it's just so sad for everyone around. It's a good thing that, you know, the daughter that is going to take custody of these children mm-hmm. or, you know, supervision of these children while these folks are in prison, because that's the entirety of their childhood. Yeah, they're going to be gone
0: for the entirety of their childhoods. Yeah, so gross. Also, um, I do, you know, listen, I, I guess I don't know enough about the greater Chrisley family um, to know if their kids are decent people.
1: Well, the one daughter we know was estranged, and okay. then she came back into the fold. But by all accounts, the kids aren't the problem. I mean, it sounds like the one son wasn't able to raise his child, but right. if he's got substance abuse abuse issues, right. he's not the first person in humanity to struggle with those things, Absolutely, such that they would have to take a parenting time out.
0: I just think about how so often, especially because the I, my understanding is that they were all sort of involved in the reality show in one way or another, like... I just think about how parents often sort of like bring their kids into the family business type of thing. And I just am hoping that all of their kids have their side of the road clean and that they have learned a lesson from watching what their parents have now gone through.
1: Well, yeah, you'd imagine if they had a like a primary role, they would have been on trial True. right along with their parents Good because call. there were three people. In fact, it wasn't just the Chrisley's. It was also their business person. And it would have been that other guy who had the affair with Todd Crisley. Mm-hmm. That also, he would have been on trial as well, but he ended up turning state's evidence.
0: May I just take this moment to humbly request that Hulu put their documentary team on what really happened with the Chrisleys? Mm -hmm. Because do you not want to watch that drama? Of
1: course. Again, it's like all reality families. Mm -hmm. The Kardashians, the Chrisleys, the Osbournes. I want the real story. I don't want it as told by the family themselves. right? Because that's like... Family pictures are great. Yeah. But that's like unless you're making a joke or a parody, mm-hmm. generally your best foot forward. Yeah. Which is awesome. Mm-hmm. And that can be fun to to be entertained by for a while. But at the end of the day, don't we want some drama?
0: Yeah. Yes. I want drama.
1: And not this kind of drama.
0: Well, I got good news for you. What? Because I'm gonna bring you some other drama. Oh what's that? I inserted myself into a story. Over the weekend. What did you do? Well, I'm gonna tell you and I'm gonna tell you what happened when I went head to head with Candace Cameron Bure.
1: Oh my god. Literally.
0: When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk One O seven one. Thank you, Holly. This is the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk One O seven one. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. I have news. What's that? Mm, I've been blocked. By Candace Cameron Bure.
1: Oh, my God. What did you do? Nothing.
0: OK, that's not true. Well, that's something tells me you, you did
1: something because people don't generally get blocked by celebrities by doing nothing.
0: OK, so let's just bring everybody all the way up to speed on the journey that we've been on with Candace Cameron Bure. OK, Bradley Trainer, do you remember what she said initially that in this latest episode of she's obnoxious?
1: I don't remember exactly but it was about oh gosh it was about
0: <sighs> hold on I'm going to give you the exact quote okay Yeah
1: cuz she's since removed it and I don't have it in front oh, of me Oh
0: well no what I was going to it was the well, you want to go thing, way thing way back in the way back machine because it's all context she was talking about her move.
1: Oh yeah, she 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 mentioned she's going to that uh, Hallmark, not Hallmark Gaff. channel, Gaff. Gaff,
0: Great American Family.
1: And she made a point to say that they only do traditional families over there. So come on over, y'all who like traditional families, mm-hmm. and those of us who maybe don't have traditional families were like, uh, that sounds kind of rude. Yeah, Damn.
0: yeah, kind of rude and like kind of, mm, I don't know, intolerant. I would say. And uh, so she said that thing. And then JoJo Siwa said some very thoughtful things. Yeah, about no, very
1: thoughtful. How love that, that girl.
0: How that landed. Woman. Um, yep. Exa- which, can we just take a moment to honor that we didn't, there was a time when we would not have thought we would see the day that we said we love JoJo Siwa. 2022, man. Weird things, right? So JoJo Siwa said some stuff, but then... Stephanie Tanner herself, the sister of the TV sister of Candace Cameron Bure, uh, Jody Sweeten, did not reply to Candace Cameron Bure, Cameron Bure, but instead replied to Jojo Siwa and said, like, I love you, like gave her support to Jojo.
1: Like, I see you.
0: Like, You're we're loved. good. Yep. yep. And Candace Cameron Bure blocked her. And I it's, thought, well, that was pretty easy. It's really See, sad, you know actually. It is so sad. It is so sad. Now.
1: Petty blockage, I don't, I'm not here for You're it, not here whatever. for the petty
0: blockage. Well, I'm glad I took a screenshot of what I wrote, because. Especially
1: to your friends, I'm saying, because like, they're, right. well, I shouldn't say friends. I don't know if they're friends, but like people, you know, in real life. Well.
2: Pretty sure that's JLo And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends.
1: Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel.
0: Yeah, at least, maybe, probably friends because they've worked together not once but twice. So and and Jody Sweeten went through a whole lot of stuff in her life. Yeah. And so it is kind of a big deal that they worked together when they were kids and then Jody Sweeten came back to do Fuller House. So like maybe I don't know, I don't know what their friendship is, but at least there's a relationship there of some sort. And to to do something like I know it seems like a small thing to unfollow somebody on on social media, but it sends a message and it it sends a message
1: again it's not just a troll it's right. someone she's worked with
0: exactly well um i oh shoot now i got to find the thing cuz i can't
1: so she, you're t- you then want to fast forward to the tweet that got you blocked
0: yes so that's the thing is that i was trying to find that because here let me look on my phone cuz i know it's there cuz i
1: oh you, i think you sent it to me
0: i did send it to you too but i tweeted her well she tweeted okay so this is on Saturday night. Um, Holly and I were still trying to warm up after freezing our batuskies off outside over at the wonderful Union Depot, your hub for the holidays. We were at the tree lighting. Beautiful, but chilly. Beautiful, but chilly. Absolutely. So got home and uh, my husband and I you know, were sitting in front of the TV and I was scrolling through the Twitters and I see this from Candace Cameron Buret. Misunderstandings are the worst, especially when it costs years of friendship. Has something similar ever happened to you? And I thought, now that is interesting. I assumed that she was talking about her relationship with Jody Sweeten. Oh, sure.
1: What is this Christmas on Candy Lane? Well, see, business? this is
0: what I realized after the fact is that oh, she must have been doing this thing that she does oh. where she live tweets her Christmas movies on Gaff
2: so oh. I think it was
0: probably related to that. But I was like, listen, I don't care because I don't care. And I'm not like. OK, so here's what I said.
1: You got blocked. We need to know why. Yes.
0: I replied to her. Why? And I said, the only misunderstanding is you. Oh, <laughs> misunderstanding. Jesus.
1: Whoa. OK. I need theological
0: education over here. I got stuff to say. I got thoughts.
1: Yeah. Um, if for the listener who doesn't know. You are currently in that space.
0: Yes, I am uh, about well, a few months away from uh, receiving a master's in, theo- in theology. So you got
1: you got words. I
0: got words. I got thoughts. It's I on know your stuff, mind. I've studied stuff. I think about stuff. I deeply, deeply assess things. I go to source material. I look at original translations of things. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Uh, and I just, I just was like, no. I think you're misunderstanding. What you're like, your are what you're trying to say, or what you've said. Okay, listen, that did not take long. That is all I said. Me, little one, little just me, one person, me, and she blocked me.
1: Yeah, which doesn't surprise me. If I mean, if she's willing to block Jody Sweeten, right? She girl, but
0: mm-hmm. this is my thing. Is I'm thinking that, but that also tells a story, right? Like a person who blocks a person that they know very well. For something they said to somebody else, not even to her, to somebody else. Yeah. Also, that
2: screams that she's just waiting. She oh, was. Oh, she this was is an- a habit. Obviously, yeah. she was anticipating you, Colleen, having something to say to her, and when you said that thing, I'm guessing. Yes. Well. And it was
0: like, I'm for sure not alone. I I
1: honestly think she's probably just one of those people. And look, there are these people on Twitter, especially, but social media more broadly, Mm -hmm. who just operate by essentially if somebody says something they don't agree with or that they just don't. I mean, there are just like serial blockers Mm -hmm. and some people have to because they are getting trolled constantly. That's a whole separate issue. What I'm talking about is a sort of just like, uh, be gone from my world. And. She just doesn't have, she's not going to engage you on that because I imagine if you were to have an, an actual conversation about the like theological merits of your point, mm-hmm. she would probably, she, I don't think she's signed up for that. Do you see Absol- what I'm saying? Yeah, no,
0: you're absolutely right. You're that That is absolutely true. And I know that, right? There's a certain amount of And I'm of not like,
1: saying you shouldn't have done it. I'm no. just saying that like, I think she thinks like, oh, like this is not... Anything that's not a part of her story yes. that she's in control
0: of, bye. And that's like, that's the unfortunate thing. Now, first of all, like, I am aware that Twitter is mostly a dumpster fire. So, you know, it's not a place where you're going to have like good quality engagement. Most of the time <laughs> you can, though, I mean, there if there, there is places. really
1: good conversation to be had on Twitter. If you choose to have it, it just requires every party to do that and that's pretty rare
0: it is pretty rare because you're right what she's there to do is promote her thing and what she's probably saying is that person is not here for my thing
1: but you got your point across I felt you, you were able to do your thing
0: I felt good about that Did because you need I to believe clarify that. your
1: point because now you got a platform use it I'm just yeah.
0: saying I'm just saying there are certain things that people will throw back at you if you
1: argue. I feel like you should just t- say it.
0: I mean, you want me to talk about the clobber text? Well, just because I think it's... it's
1: I, I honestly think people can relate to this. And I think its it's actually...
0: It's here's what's frustrating is that it is pretty easy to tell when somebody has read their talking points based on uh, something they heard somebody else talk about and they'll regurgitate and it's like predictable. Um, and in this case, there are things called the clobber texts, which are texts.
1: Colleen teached us about this, Holly and I. We didn't know this. I
0: I teached Mm -hmm. you about it. Thank you. She learned us good. There's a set of texts that people will pull out of the the Bible, and they will say, this is why uh, I don't believe in same-sex marriage or relationships, which basically just is like, listen, I don't know if you've been around Earth for a while, but same-sex relationships are a thing and have been here for a long time. What? Yes. And by the way- also were a thing back then when they wrote that no text. they just
1: invented that recently that so, was in
2: 1942 <laughs> so there's a set of texts
0: that people will pull out and it's like very you you can you see them if you know them you see them and you can tell that somebody is parroting something that they learned from somebody else yeah and my you're saying they didn't is, do the homework you have to do the homework you have to do the homework which is what you've been thick Thick in the homework. And well, and I'm not even going to go all the way Sunday school, but I just will say this. I just am going to say this. Cue the
1: organ, Holly. <sighs> oh, oh, I don't have one. It's okay. okay. Say it, Colleen.
0: In the New Testament, we learned things differently getting it i am i'm here now (laughs) you're
2: you're prodding we're going to church we learned how to do
0: things differently in the new testament and i am trying to like not go so deep church right now because i know some people are probably like could you shut up but we learned how to do things differently in the new testament and so i think if we know the person that we meet in the new testament his name was jesus if we know him by the way that he showed himself then WWJD that? Don't throw text at me and ask and like and tell me that you're right and that's what was going on there. Yeah. Thank you. Bye. Amen. And I got blocked by Candace Cameron Bure. Thank, thank you, Holly. you,
1: Jesus. I mean, thank you, Colleen.
0: Oh, I didn't really have time to prepare that whole speech. But no, I feel but good you about did a it. great
1: job, and I think you made the point, and I'm glad you you explained because I other being obtuse is not you know i think being clear in this moment was very helpful well for i hope people. i was a little bit clear yeah very
0: clear when we come back on the colleen and bradley show i want you to be clear about what gadgets you want to get your hands from on. jesus to gadgets well,
2: yes what what is the gadget you just have to have give us a call we'll talk after this